Celebrating an Argentinian victory here this morning at the Green and Gold Rugby Report Card. This is a podcast in which, which is very similar to a, a cup of tea. If, if you like sugar in your tea, maybe a little bit of milk, yeah, there's some of your options, but here we leave the bag in. We leave the tea bag in the cup, sugarless, milk-free, very good for you, no fat in that. <laughs> That's the Rugby Report Card. <laughs> can, uh, can we please welcome everyone? My name is James Blake. Present. Richard. Present. Yeah, as we said, Argentina taking out uh, that game against South Africa, which was a historic win, the first time they've defeated them in Salta and mm. in Argentina, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. First on 26-24, and we're our last kick of the game, pretty much. So Yeah, big time. Big Perhaps time. we should uh, just let our audience know who's tuned in. Um, this week, we're going to be reviewing the Australia-New Zealand game. Um, quickly and painlessly as possible. Uh, then we'll be going <laughs> through be the historic <laughs> Argentinian victory um, in South America. And then we'll touch on the NRC. And mm. we might do a little bit of a preview for the next round of games, which is a little while yeah, away Yeah, it's two now. weeks away. So the, mm. the round three kicks off on the 10th of September. So there's a week in between, which everyone just chills out for a bit. So mm. dunk your tea bag and enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get started with the Aussie game? Absolutely. Done. So first of all, before we uh, uh, before we get into the Aussies completely, but um, no, but they don't deserve it. Like they don't need a, a whip lashing. No, absolutely or, not. But we but we should we should say some some things first. All Blacks, the forty second consecutive win at home. 40 second consecutive win at home. How's, how many years is that spread over? That is ridiculous. Is it 15? It would have been a lot. Well, the, yeah, Australia haven't, no, because it's been... Um, they had the uh, World England, Cup there, that would have counted for Well, England, England won in 2003. Um, last time Australia won in... 2001, wasn't it? Yeah, or 2000, I think they said yeah. even this morning. So it's a, it's a long time, but 40... Can you imagine 42 yeah. games? At least it's this millennium. It's not that bad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But do you know what I'm talking about before we go into the Aussies more? At 10-6 after 20 minutes, and 15, nine and a half time, you, you would have taken it before, huh? Oh, you would have taken it for sure, mate. Yes. Oh, I beg to differ. Oh. Oh, spanner in the works. I, I think, I think um, hanging in there is not good enough. Of um, course not. Yeah, and so it's not. You're not going to come back and win a second half when you're down by six points. You, you're not. Mm. And, and we weren't scoring tries. They were. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only a matter of waiting for the kicking to get on song. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have taken it. It was a step forward, but it had to be a step forward. How could it be worse? I was just about to say, could it go back any further? That was the problem, really. You know, as you say, you had to. It was a step forward, but it was. It had to be a step forward. So there was no other way you could go. No. Something so. controversial. I think the best things for the Wallabies is how horrendous Point was. Because it takes a lot of the heat off them, mm. and you look at his basic negligence refereeing the game, mm. and you can direct your anger at him as opposed to the team. Yeah, because it was interesting. Actually, looking at the penalty count, it actually wasn't that uneven. And let me finish before you jump into me. It, no, because 15-12. it was fifteen twelve, which didn't actually show that uneven. However, the inaccuracies and in just. 
I'm not sure who refereed the game, whether it was Poit, whether it was Aaron Smith, whether it was Kieran Reid. Uh, but it also certainly it wasn't to, Stephen Moore. I was just going to say, definitely Stephen. brings to attention Stephen Moore is definitely hated by every referee, I believe. Probably. Yeah, but it's because he's so... Even when you watch him in the press conference, mm. I, I, I don't so really So monotone, like isn't it? So monotone. Is they just, asked him, do you think there's a bit of pressure on you now at the line-out? And he's like, no. I right. reckon it takes a captain to put his hand up is, and go, yeah, mate. there is now. There's been a couple of games in which I've thrown short, I haven't thrown my best. And last week he didn't bring his A game, but this time I thought defensively he stood up. Yeah, because the thing is about the line-out so as well. I on him too much. Yeah, Moore had a better game. I'll he did, but my issue would be the, the fact that the Coleman, and we'll come on to the second rows, I'm sure, later on. But last week, obviously, one came in because the deficiencies at the line-out, but the, the line-out doesn't work effectively if a guy consistently can't throw yeah, in yeah. at to the height and under-throws it. So the fact is, when you look at it, you lost four line-outs yesterday. How is that demotion from three, Simmons? Yeah. He's playing NRC today. Yeah, good. <laughs> Enjoy it, champion. Maybe run the water. But he's out. being made the scapegoat for the the the, the, the lineout losses, wasn't it last week? Surely, when it's it's actually part of it's not actually his fault. No? He was the caller, though, I believe. But still, you can call properly. But if the ball's not actually there to catch it properly, you know, if it's if it's underthrown, then mm. I, I don't know. Maybe we should um, fire off with some compliments to NZ. I thought Leonard Brown was. We we all had our reservations about yeah. him being a Chiefs reserve much yeah. of the season. Mm-hmm. I thought. Licking my lips, Foley will slot into 12 nicely, and, and, and Brown looked every bit the international. Mm. Um, granted, he's slotting into a pretty handy rugby side. Yeah, I was just about to say, but I think also, the, and I know we've said it before this year, just the core fundamental skills. You've got hookers, back rowers, second rowers, props, hanging out in wide channels. It's Maybe a different because, squad, eh? Yeah, and they, they're just the way they've got, they've got the ball in two hands and they move it and they find that space, you know, it's just, just unreal. So, And I think Bowden Barrett still continuing that super rugby form it's just a point of difference yeah. as soon the, as the, the kicks in play the territorial advantage he kicked a lot more, he kicked a lot more this time I thought as well but those as cross field kicks and as he, he runs the ball you shit your pants mm. yeah like yeah. you hold your breath yeah. as soon as he runs because yeah. he yeah. just has that turn of pace yeah. it's terrifying I think um, and look he's copped a lot of flack all super rugby season but the, the, the issue is um, Feki Atoa mm. he, I, he's class but he's the only guy making errors he did. Who do you throw in there over him? No, you don't. you don't. You don't. And he's got the running game and the tackling game. I mean, I'm, I'm clutching at straws here to say someone struggled. Mm. Um, but that is side. the weak link, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, I thought Kano had his best game in a long time. Yeah, not only defensively and structurally, but also in attack as well. You know, he, he plays such structure that allows the other guys to be, you know, in a real free, uh, freedom. He was top tackler yesterday for the for the All Blacks as well. And uh, his ability to offload. When they're under pressure, offload. it just seems like everyone in New Zealand's in line to put their hand up to do the play mm. of the match just to save it from yeah. it. And I don't see that in the Wallaby squad, even mm. when I'm just looking the 1-15. to 15. don't really know who the person is that's putting their hand up. I think Hooper... A lot better, like on that off the ball with him charging down kicks, niggle. There's a lot of niggle in this game. Yeah, yeah I those think, ropes, I tall timber. What was going on with tall timber? Someone must have listened to our podcast last week because Checker sent fucking fired up, mate. <laughs> he was ready to. The boys were fired up, and I loved it. And mm. I think it actually rattled New Zealand. Mm. But what tends to happen when a team goes in with this niggle and this fire in their belly? It's put out by point. No, I no, no, say, no. Uh, the players well, can't control themselves. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, because you would get over. Uh, 
overhyped and suddenly it's all about niggle and suddenly if you're a team that struggles with fundamental skills even if you're at the calmest point in time if you're suddenly overhyped and over aroused from it all your fundamental skills and game plan management gets even worse the thing you do when you're shoulder charging someone yeah but the thing is about about coleman though just before him because you mentioned the the shoulder charge he actually for me yeah he he only missed one tackle yesterday you know he did well he was a point of difference he played 60 minutes yeah, well, had a break halfway through. Yeah, it. true. But uh, is he a way to, to, to keep him in? You know, for a guy. I do. Had... I don't think he warranted uh, not getting selected just through a yellow card. No, I no, no. That but aggression. I mean, but was I mean, good. in terms of yeah, so... and and enough of chopping and changing. I think that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I think he yeah, absolutely deserves his mm. stay. Played very, very well. I only missed one tackle as well. I so. think. How was... much of the line is him and Moore being a bit shit? Uh, playing he, he looked better with him, and Mum looked the, the big improvement to the line when he was mm. on. I mm. think he'll find himself at six next week. Um, but Mom. back on the discipline point, um, what really irked me with that is we're on attack once in the second half. Once we're mm. in the 22. Once. I'm sorry, I'm not sure if you got that. Once. How many um, times? Once. Oh, okay. And Kepu gave away a penalty. Just off the ball, tackling someone when we have the ball. Yeah. Once we're on attack. See, well, the difference between us and New Zealand is we like save for three months to get points. They just got petty cash. They get three of yeah, petty yeah, cash. Mate, they just borrow off that old man. I know. And we, dude, dude, we're scrubbing cars. Dude, we're, man. we're mowing grandma's lawn yeah, yeah, for yeah, three we're doing points. Everything and then boom, off your feet at the breakdown. Yeah, no, sweet. Yeah, just yeah. take that from the, the middle compartment of the car. Yeah, that's it, but Just take, pop that out. Don't just, look confused, Richard. You know what we're talking about. The metaphor about. works, mate. The <laughs> metaphor stands up. It does beautifully, don't worry. Yeah. Um, the thing is as well, in that set, the, the one one time you did get in the uh, in the New Zealand half, it just, great, really good break from Genia. You know, Pocock, sorry, Hooper was there for, uh, for support play, but... Everything after that, after that one guy who turned up there and was in support, everything just slowed down really, really quickly. Yeah. And if you watch, to go back to the New Zealanders, it's not just one guy gets there, it's two guys who gets there, three guys, because they haven't had to work so hard in defence and so they're not so tired from it. And that's the, that's the, that's the challenge you've got. When you have the ball, you've just got to, you've got to try and do something to, look, to, to do with it. That nine position, whoever plays that role is how Australia is going to play. Genia just as naturally plays a slowed down game and Phipps yeah. just naturally and he plays, plays a quick game. very well, Heaps well. But not the way we need to play. But it kind of worked to our advantage slowing the game down, but we're not going to win doing that. Are we going to win playing up-tempo? We've got yeah. to find this hybrid. 100%. Up-tempo rugby is when Checker is Dude, that, that's, the their, that's their forte. Yeah. Because rugby can play... At a bigger pace than us, so, sure. And I, a slower pace than I, us. I think it'd be absurd for us to come in here and criticise Guinea. He made line breaks, he made tackles. No, However, the style of play he plays, I don't think Australia is going to win mm. playing that style. We need the up-tempo. Fibs, Phipps, whatever his name is. <laughs> when he came on, despite always being erratic, we looked so much more threatening. Mm. That was the one time we looked like scoring a try. And I'm not just saying that because it was him. Yeah. The actual line break off Quay. Yeah. Falao coming through the line. We look so much more deadly with that quick ball. We're not going to break the line with Genia. Not to mention he almost scored. Yeah. So if, the, if that's the up-tempo game you, you want to play, two things have got to happen. One, you've actually got to get quick ball from breakdown time. Okay? Yeah. So, but often it was available. And Genia just pisses around. And I'm going to praise him because I thought he was great, Quaid. But he does a lot of finger-pointing. When he doesn't want it, that's, he slows the ball That was out. the next point I was going to say. You've got to have a 10 who's going to be able to play that game as well. You know what? Quaid's kicking was uh, at that first... I got excited in that first uh, first half or that first moment. Though, for, you know, he kicked for touch. I thought, this is great. But unfortunately, you're right. He points and doesn't want the ball. So therefore, everything gets slowed down. So does that mean Foley comes back in at 10? 
No, I think you just. Um, I think you stick through with this. I yeah, liked it. You just I be a little more, like a little more flexible in that the okay. Foley and Quaid moving in and out, and tell Quaid to pick his moments, and tell Foley, who we know is very fit, mm. high work rate, mate. You're the one who's there when we're when we're not set because mm. he can run Foley. Quaid gets quick ball, he'll throw a shit pass. Mm. Foley can just put take his it head to the down line. And take it to the line. Yeah. Um, what did we think about that? Ten and twelve. Foley's first ever game of professional rugby at twelve. What did, we, what did we think? Oh, I think it was always going to be pretty similar to a 10 slot, just the way in which they play. It's just who's there, who's more readily available. I think Foley, like you said, is better with ball in hand, so that's what warrants him a 12 slot. He doesn't have the kicking game for a 10, does he? Or the game management for a 10. I, I, he looked the distance for 10. He looks um, uh, um, ghetto light, like a similar style mm-hmm. player. Crabs across field, good feet, I think, 10 throw um, nice pass. I think for me, the jury's still out. Not because I don't think he can actually play the role, but... You didn't have much go forward and didn't have much attacking ball yet, yesterday. So I think you have to judge them more when you've played maybe South Africa in Brisbane in a couple of weeks' time when you actually see the combination working properly. Because if you actually look at what they had, you're looking at them as a defensive option and an, and an exit strategy option rather than a let's try and create tries moment. And yes, okay, you did have ball at times and it was too slow, but I think it's a bit too early to, to tell. And what I, what I also, what I also, I also, don't, also don't think helped fairly, and you've mentioned it before, is the fact that Dubson's went off his shoulder getting to the gaps. And, and, not that I wouldn't say he missed his opportunity because again he didn't have great ball, but and Karevi Karevi didn't. It's fucking so. awful. Okay. His performance was poor. I think you mean to say there, but yeah, we've been <laughs> slagging Kurandrani a fair bit, but at the end of the day, he made his tackles. He stayed on two feet. Mm. Yeah, I needed think, him. To. I think Kurandrani was your perfect scapegoat. Here's a guy who a year ago people are talking about, and we fell victim to it too. People are talking about him in the World Fifteen as mm. a big World Cup, um, runs great Adeline, doesn't miss a tackle. Here's, here's your 13 Australia. All of a sudden has an average season at the Brumbies, couple little injuries, comes into the Wallabies, doesn't light anything on fire when we need some fire. Mm. Grant has got yeah. no wingers yeah. outside him. No, no. Um, so he was the perfect scapegoat, and we all did it. We all piled on. We all sung Krovi's praises. I listened to last week. I'm saying you've got to pick the form guy. Krovi's the form guy. Krovi's the form guy. Krovi was awful. Yeah. Now, just to let you know, according to ESPN, because I looked this up because I wanted to know, because he probably, because he didn't get near a couple of them and he misread the defensive read for the uh, uh, for the try, uh, and probably because he, therefore he didn't get close enough. Krovi didn't actually miss a tackle. They don't know rugby, mate. <laughs> ESPN, the Yanks. He just forced passes that didn't need to be forced. But, but if we're going to look at that, there's a few injuries. I think this is the uh, the end of the five dads in the back three. We've got Hayley Petty. Well, it's Father's Cooper Day next out. weekend, isn't it? What? Isn't it Father's Day next weekend? End of the dads. Yeah, maybe that's like the week off. Yeah, absolutely. So just, just quickly, before we get to the five dads, um, just quickly on the Karevi point, like I used to try the pretend to slip over so the coach couldn't pull me for not tackling. Don't worry, I'd be the guard. Put my hand up yeah. to the post no, on the side I of a ruck. Often just slip over, point at the studs. Yeah. It counts as a missed tackle champion. Anyway, back to the five dads. Yeah, so the five dads. So two dads, 2.0. For Hale Petty just could not tackle. I like that. He's no good. He's no good. And he just doesn't have the spark. If he's not 15, I don't want him on the wing. Again, I heard he did the apprenticeship, didn't finish it. Didn't finish the spark. No, he's a sparky, mate. Didn't finish it. Took up rugby instead. Yeah, took up rugby instead. you got to finish your apprenticeship, mate. Uh, look, I think, again, he might be the victim of a scapegoat. Came in England. Oh, he looks good. He's a, in every bit of international. Mm. Comes against the All Blacks. Every time it's down his wing, there's three blokes. One of them's the bus. Um, however, mate, every single try New Zealand scored for two weeks has been on your wing. <laughs> You're accountable. See so you, champion. Yeah, no, no. Mm. But you have to be, like, who replaces him? 
Reese Hodge. Mitchell. I mean, what's Mitchell? Is he, just, fat, is he just mate. here for Delta? He's so fat. Do something, buddy. Uh, wouldn't you be here just Dude, for give Delta? Me, give me two weeks, I could be a wing of fitness. No, that's, that's good. That's a lie. <laughs> I just don't think it takes two weeks. He must be out of form or out of touch or just you, you know what? on tour with Delta. On, on that fitness point, and I think this is one thing a lot of people have missed on the Giddo Law stuff. Whether you're for it, whether you're against it, I've seen good cases for both. I think for it's the much more logical decision. Um, but what we're not taking into consideration is they're all class players. They're all really skillful players. No one's doubting that. Get on his prime, Mitchell on his prime, two days in his prime. his prime was a long no, time no, ago. No, no, no. But even still, even at the World Cup, they're all class. They all stood up. We made it to the final. None of them looked out of depth at all. The issue is when we went to the World Cup, they had a three-month training camp. Two weeks is not going to cut it. And half of that two weeks is press. You do love a camp. They do. So you're saying the camps are too short. They need a longer camp. <laughs> the camps are sufficient. What I'm saying is they're just drinking red wine on the Riviera and then they come back for two weeks and they think they're going to play the All Blacks. Yeah. You're yeah. not You're not. 100%. I watched, what, what's it called, Montpellier this morning play uh, Toulouse. Dude, that game is so slow. Every line break is a, is a three-minute scrum. Yeah. They, they, they're always pushing the pass and there's a pause and whatnot. You don't need to be the fitness and it's a wild claim and shoot me down, but it's definitely true. You don't need to be as fit as you are to play top 14 than Super Rugby. No, you probably need to have the kicking on point, probably going to be a bit more physical. Of course. Um, but It's a physical game. It's a forwards game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. They came over fat and lazy and, and you can't... They would get to the standard. If they were here for another three weeks, I guarantee they'd all be up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Genia, Kepu, I know those guys barely played. No, no. Same situation. It, it'd be interesting to see because a couple of the Aussies are now going to be playing in the Aviva Premiership as well. So if you look at the, for example, there is a difference between the Aviva Premiership and the top 14. The, the, the English game, don't get me wrong, it's not as quick as Super Rugby. I'm not claiming that whatsoever. But it'd be interesting to see whether there is a, a difference between. Um, Actually, the, the players playing in the top 14 in the, in the Premiership, whether they are fitter or whether they come back in better shape. Cause, cause I've got been... odds on Kurtley Beale gets heaps fat, mate. Okay, fair He's enough. He's going to get heaps fat over there, Kurtley Okay, Beale. that's fair enough. That's my vote. Yeah. Probably. That's a tough one. Yeah. Kurtley Beale, do you think he takes the easy option if it's there for him? Or do you think he's a driven player? I don't know, mate. That's, that's risky. He is. He's come back from injuries. He's worked on his defence. He works hard. Um, but I don't know if it, life's easy over there. Yeah. He didn't fire at the Rebels. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, well, he's got Cipriani a really... Under his belt. I was just about to say, the two of them together are going to be working really hard yeah, together. We, we've gone off tangent. But um, I wanted to kind of go back to your point that you made on the game at the start, Blake, where you said that uh, being close is not good enough. Dude, this team, New Zealand team, is definitely better than us. So getting close at this stage would be good enough. I know what you mean. You've got to go out there to win. But damage control, you saw the slander. And what is the primary objective? Is it to recruit fans? Is it to win games? Well, that game would not have recruited. Or is fans. it to build? Is it to no build way. something? But neither would the week before. Um, you recruit more fans at fifteen nine than you do at thirty two. Look, I think but, it's, I don't know how you get two points in rugby. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of the above, though. It's all of the above, isn't it? You get fans by winning games. You win games by playing attractive rugby. 
You just can't do it against a team as good as the All Blacks. Yeah, and that's the problem. The average fan will not tune in for Australia right. versus Argentina, where you hopefully, fingers crossed for you, you put actually you put it on them yeah. and you score. And you and, and even the you know what the average fan doesn't even tune in in a couple of weeks when you play uh, South Africa. They see Australia and New Zealand and they go, okay, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, we suffered from it being the first round. Yeah, and, and that's the rounds. that's the second thing. Yeah. The, I, I would actually say you're going to win probably controversially. What I'm going to say now is you might actually win more fans just for the game of rugby as a whole not maybe the fact that it was Australia but at least there was attacking free-flowing lots of scores being you know, lots of points being scored last week the average fan wouldn't even know what was going on at the breakdown yesterday no, I just think the Australian fans are fickle when yeah. the teams are yeah. up the stadiums are full when the yeah. teams are down they're not mm. so two um, points of controversy came out of this game um, eye gouge the eye gouge allegation mm. in which if you haven't seen the tapes already it's all over the Twitch it's, it's really simple that stuff happens the guy should be punished you can't mm. be eye gouging it's horrendous mm. we, the, blah 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 the, 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 the let's be honest the absolutely fucked thing is Point sees it and says stop it Hands so away, you I can see what you're doing, hands away. Oh, does he, I know he says hands away, but I didn't know whether he... He's he, pointing. He's, like, but, but does he actually see physically the fact that the finger actually go in the eye, or does he just try and see the grappling? I know, I'm just trying to help him still out Still touching here. the head. Still Completely, but it... I thought okay. you wouldn't have a spot, a soft spot for the French with your heritage. I really don't, but I'm trying to. <laughs> really I, I just there's there's not even a point of contention here. If he has seen a hand on a head, oh yeah, he has I know, to I agree, I agree. Uh, he just, just looked just... up, saw saw a saw a bald man picking up the ball, and went, "Oh no, thanks." Sivin, Sivin more, Sivin more, Stephen. Who's seven more, man? He's number two. <laughs> I think um, he was saying seven no more. <laughs> That's what the media's saying right now. Um, and then um, obviously this random meetup that Hanson has had with Point, this speed dating, whatever went down, no one knows. Bring in the uh, the hidden tapes. But I think it's just Did Checkers. you bug that room? I know, we should have. <laughs> I think it's Checkers way of having a whinge about the ref. Uh, dude, I reckon he's pretty good of, No, but I think it's his way if he wanted to whinge about Poit, but if you whinge about Poit, you get fined mm. 10, 20 grand. So this gives them an avenue to whinge because, about Because, and I, I don't know enough about it, but if you think about, go back to the England series, like you are allowed to have a meeting with the referee but beforehand, you, but you have to offer it to both teams. So therefore, in the England series, both teams went and had to speak to the, speak to the referee. So in this case, was the opportunity Opportunity, I suppose this is what we don't know. Or no, maybe we, we do. do know. Oh, we know it wasn't offered. To it wasn't offered. No, it okay. wasn't offered to Australia. That's the yeah controversial point. Yeah, it just, no, it's no, we'll just read about point. it in the paper tomorrow. I guess read about it in the paper tomorrow, mate. But that, but yeah, yeah. But go on. Yeah, no, it is. No, no, go. But, it, but it is this whole thing about what and the whole thing about the meter beforehand. It doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't change it, anything. No, it doesn't stop you not making tackles. For example, you missed a ridiculous amount of tackles yesterday. All of that is agreed upon. Like that's hundred on New Zealand beat us regardless. Yeah, but for yeah, us, no, you're right. for us to to be in that game, for it to be competitive. If it's 50-50, we lose. Yeah. Say we get decisions 55-45, we get a game of footy. Yeah. 60-40 our way, we might even win. 60-40 New Zealand's hang on, way, hang on. they're going to demolish us. And yeah. when, when our guys, are, like when they're not getting yellow cards, when they're getting piggyback penalties down the field, when he's saying to Pocock, nothing, 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 then hands away. Well, he's been there for three seconds, mm. mate. Of course he's not on his feet anymore. Like it was just. But the meeting beforehand wouldn't have created. Okay, it might have put a, a moment in his brain the fact that he might be doing this, but surely. I guess what you can't deny, though, is the fact that he would engage in conversation with New Zealand players. Yeah. And he wouldn't engage with Australian players. Yeah. And he had a meeting with a New Zealand coach. And, and to be honest with you, if I had the opportunity to talk to Stephen Moore or if I had the opportunity to talk to, I don't know, Kieran Reid. 
I'd rather talk to Kerry. Probably chat with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, and, and full credit to our All Bloke fans, even on Twitter last night, they were often mm. saying, like, you know, we're, we're heaps better mm. than you. You guys are heap shit. They like to remind us of that. Yeah. But then they would often come back to the point that this is kind of bullshit tonight. Yeah, no, true. Like, you've copped it. And, and my point is, we need it to go our way. Mm. And there was too to many times. And I'd like too... to see some retribution. Like, do you remember when Hubert ran off the field at the World Cup? Granted, that was in Australia's favour. Mm. He wants human stuff thrown at people. No, I just want, I just want a, like an article in the media in which it's on record that Point was spoken to. Re, Dude, the, I want the casual meetups. Just something, something we can refer back to. Because right now it's just going to be piss in the wind. Yeah, piss in the wind. I fart in the wind. Pissing the wind's terrible. I was just to say, pissing in the wind, that's not good. That'll hit you. What does piss do? What's the phrase with piss? There's no phrase. There's nothing? It's fart and wind. Fart and wind? That's the phrase. Both are disgusting. Sorry, Must be an Australian thing. I have no idea what you two are talking about. Piss in the wind. Never piss into the wind. I didn't want to come on here and bitch about Poit because it sounds like we don't think we were the worst side. As yeah. an Aussie fan, we know yeah. we're the worst. We're mm. rubbish, mate. And, we, we, and we, we sucked at Super Rugby. How can we expect to come after a couple of camps and perform better uh, than New Zealand? It was more in than New a, Zealand. It was more than a couple of camps. It was a lot of camps. More than a couple. Should we touch on that point really quickly, Then This week, there's been two plans put out for Super Rugby going forward. One plan is to reduce it to 16 teams. South Africa, use a team, lose a team. Australia, lose a team. Financially, has big implications for Australia because... Uh, television rights lose one game per week of an Australian team which we can sell um, but what do you guys think well no I actually turn it not to not answer the question but I turn it back to you How do, we've talked about the, the force being moved across and you've also talked about the, the, the depth of talent being too spread far wide so at what point does it what does money versus uh, money, money versus competitiveness mean to you two in terms of Australian developing Australian rugby uh, 100% we need four teams we don't have the ability for five it's not even close but my issue is I, I like the force I like the force fans there seems there's not many of them. There's not, but there's three guys and their dog. They <laughs> fucking love it. Um, I think I think that's an issue, and that's the that's where I have the big soft spot. Mm. Um, On paper, it makes sense though. They do pull a crowd, the force, and by crowd I mean ten G, maybe a bit under. But yeah, there's still, still people showing but still up. More, then, there's still then more the than the Brumbies. The Brumbies, <laughs> but the, yeah, they're the backbone. I'm a look. I'm a Brumbies fan. Yeah, yeah. I was just sort of <laughs> saying, that's a little bit one eyed there. <laughs> Um, all right, should we move on to... Well, well any, we just, any more just points Just even the, after that, wasn't it the uh, Dave Moffat, the former New Zealand guy, he wants to even reduce it to, back to 12 teams. Except for 12. Yeah. Shorten the season, yeah. more emphasis. Because the, the season's going to be even re, re, um, disrupted next year for uh, even more so. There's going to be a longer break because of the Lions series and the Lions are going to imply a number of... Dude, the man, then there's sites. definitely a case for it. It might oh, add, some, add some heat to the NRC. definitely not a case for it. Why? You 100%, you need the games on TV, you need the game to grow. The, the best thing about it this year was that it was international with South America and Japan. Um, it shouldn't be test match standard. It should be the equivalent of club rugby at that level, like the highest level of provincial oh, I don't know, I think the New Zealand uh, super rugby teams are playing better than the Australian team right now. No. Just. <laughs> just. Um, Sorry, I just thought I'd throw that out there and see what happened. I No, absolutely. It needs to grow and grow and grow. Being regressive has never worked on, on almost any issue in the world. Mm. Dude, as if the casual fan gives a shit about the Haguaras or the Sunwolves. But it's they TV do, rights, they like that mate. Do you, advertisement? No, they <laughs> do you wish advertisement you can sell on that? Mm. 
like for the two hours that that's on TV. Mm-hmm. It's it's growing the sport. The sport's in that region. Yes, you got four thousand people there. There's two thousand kids watching the game that might grow up and play rugby. It's got to grow, man. It's got to mm-hmm. grow. <laughs> yes, we're shit, but that's all right. Yeah. You got to keep on to grow it. All right, growing up. I think it, I think it's becoming a bit too much of an ask for the players. But that remains to be seen. It's only happened one season. Should we move on to the next game? Argentina v South Africa. Now, a fairly dull first half. It just was the first 20 was set piece to set piece yeah. to set piece. But could could be expected. Could be expected indeed. Um, I, look, can I just say, when they when they ran out, for anyone who watched it, the pyjamas on the Argentinian kids. Very comfortable. They came out with the players. They looked very comfortable, didn't they? They did look very comfortable. Strange choice, though. <laughs> strange choice. Very strange choice. Couldn't really get my head around that one. <laughs> now, just for the record, you both tipped South Africa to win this game, and I tipped Argentina. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention oh, before we analyse how this game went down, right, with mate. the Pumas coming through and holding a, a lead until the seventieth, or not the seventieth round, the seventieth minute, until they obviously kicked that penalty goal mm-hmm. in the seventieth. Well, one thing I just want to say is about two minutes into this game, there was a penalty against Argentina, the attacking side, for going off their feet at the breakdown. Um, Wallabies were penalised for the same thing about three minutes into the Bledisloe Cup game. Yeah. I get the feeling, and I, and I, you know, conspiracy theory here, tinfoil hat. I get the feeling that international refs were told this week this is something we want to crack down on. So they've run out and they've both blown it sort of twice in the first two minutes. But they didn't blow it for the rest of the and game, and then they forgot yeah. because they haven't done it all season. Hmm. Um, and it just perplexed me because. This isn't a penalty we really saw. All uh, dude, I don't know about all season because these guys weren't refing the Super Rugby. No, but maybe they're just maybe they're, in. But maybe they're refing it in Europe like that, and we're not doing it down here. I, you're disagreeing, Richard? No, Chaney, no. I, I, I've said it before this year that the, I think that the, the breakdown is refereed really poorly at times in Super Rugby, and too many guys are coming in from the sides. I'm watching the Australia game, and I know we're going back again, but. Still, too many guys. There's the odd random time where someone gets pinged from coming in from the side. Whether it's the and I think Kepu got pinged for an attacker coming in from the side, and then they, everyone just forgets about it for a while. Whereas I actually think think when you actually watch the Viva Premiership and when you watch Northern Hemisphere Rugby, I actually do think the, the breakdown is refereed a lot more consistently. So you're thinking that these guys have just bought a European interpretation, and our guys are a bit more Super Rugby, so they just burrow in and seal it off. Yeah, quick but forward. I do agree with your point though. The fact that um, it was like they called it once. And then they'd forget about it for a while and then recall it again. Yeah. yeah. You know what's was... given me the shits about the ruck? Yeah. Is the, the play, New Zealand do it all the time. Is would they step over it and kick the ball? That's fine. Yeah, what's but, wrong with but that? But like, it, it, there's like this, if you're not going over the top, then it's too much from the side. No, you do. No, I you... think it forces the attacking team to commit more men. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great tactic. Yeah. I like it. And it's a way to challenge for them. And if you haven't sealed it off properly, yeah, down. completely. I like it. I'm on sloppy. I'm okay with that. I like it a bit sloppy. That broken play is where you get points. So just to confirm, Blake likes it a little sloppy. Love it. Right, okay. Um, the one thing, that one stat that, ju- that jumped out for me from the Argentina-South Africa game, the, 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 the number of clean breaks. Argentina made 18 clean breaks in that game. Which was strange, though, because in the first half, they were getting monstered in yeah. the forwards mm-hmm. in terms of one-up. The South African defence was mighty and very impressive. And their only alternate was to fling it wide. Mm. Uh, and they looked helter-skelter. They looked disorganised. Very Haguarez-esque, yeah. not being able to finish. But as the Bockies got tired, a few of the class Argentinians stood up. Landajo mm-hmm. in particular was incredible. Insane, eh? and, and, and the gaps just emerged. And they, mm. and they were legitimately tearing them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked... 
So where do we actually stand also with this game about the, the, the fly half position for South Africa? Yankees oh, said... without it's a no-brainer. Mornay's name was 100 times better when he came on. He, kick, he kicks his goals. Though he did miss one, didn't he? He did miss. It was about 75 metres. So there. next in two weeks' time, when it's up in, just to... I know we're going back to the game. It's, in, it's, it's, it's dry. It's warm. Okay. Um, it's a nice night. Do the South Africans still play Yankees at 10 no. versus Australia? Or do they go back to Spain? Has to get a start. Yeah. Um, I want Yankees. He's more exciting. He's a better player. The lines are great. But it's uh, the future. Yeah, all of that. But they were atrocious until Stain came on the field. They had no attack mm. with Yankees. He was crabbing in crossfield. Um, Stain just brought a lot of structure to the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't think they're picking that much outside of Yankees. I mean, Mapu's got this Kurandrani form. And Dele Linde, what is this, the sixth week in which we've shat on him in a row? I like how Kuvendrani's become an adjective. <laughs> um, yeah, Dele Linde is atrocious. Vens Rensberg, that unit. Mm. He's know. just too young, maybe. The, the ah, pick him in 12. I know, I completely agree. He makes Adline. Dele Linde didn't have the worst game. I think defensively stood up a bit more than he did last week, but he still dropped it. I love, the fact, that, yeah, game, I love yeah. the fact that that's become a barometer. Oh, I'm a yard measure. He didn't have a bad game. <laughs> and he doesn't, um, <laughs> pick him. Yeah. And bad. defensively, he's a monster, mm. but he doesn't move laterally. Mm. And that's where a lot of those line breaks come. You yeah. run at him, yeah, yeah he's going he to put you on your ass. He's a big boy. Mm. But uh, laterally, there's not much movement. There. Yeah, I reckon that Argentine structure of Sanchez and Hernandez, 10 and 12, I reckon it's got the makings of a Cooper Foley-esque sort of thing. Makings? It looks better. It looks heaps better, but yeah. that's what I was hoping that the uh, Australians were going for because that has worked for them brilliantly. Yeah, I'm heaps into it. God, uh, they're tough people, man. There's a lot of head injuries, a lot of bleeding from their head in this game. The the passion of the South American Argentinian boys, I just love it. And on that note, just Creevy just hugging the ref. Stephen Moore has got to watch that. If you watch the game, I reckon Creevy hugs the ref four times. Uh, Leaky no, no, no. does 15 to 18 months. Yeah, that. but no, Creevy was getting in there proper I man hugs. Stephen Moore gets sent off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a hug. <laughs> for a hug. Why, what are you doing, Stephen? No, sorry, off you go, mate. <laughs> you can't do that. Legitimately, Creevy hugged him four times, and every time it made me very happy, man. It was really, really cool. I just can't get over how good Landaho is at mm. nine. And then... Mate, we've got Aaron Smith, Bachelor, too. Yeah. Games. And then he... Yeah, dude. His actions too to the ref are just awesome. He looks like a proper soccer player. And remember Kubili came on, they were both playing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they were doing alternating halfback and ten. For wow. the last ten minutes. It was very cool. That's quite cool. Um because Kubili's very good too. Mm. Um ah, I was I was very, very, very impressed with them, Argentina. At first though, it looked same old. Mm. One ups and the backs look frantic. Mm. And then I don't know, the bocking stepped off the pedal and it started to slip. Yeah. I reckon Creel should be picked at twelve when they take on Australia. I'm yeah. not concerned about anyone in this Bocky back line. Mm. Habana had a blinder. He had his best game I've seen him play for the box in, in a year or two. I mm. thought I thought he was good. But he's you know, he's getting back into it, isn't he? After he's yeah. tried to play sevens, you know, you yeah. know just just learning that learning yeah. that, that position again. He's got a good try. Houston worries me though. I don't think he's come on. At all. Oh, he looks very thin, doesn't he? He looks very thin. Have a steak, man. Yeah, very moggy. Yeah. Jesse Mogg. It's shorter though, too. It's really wondered where you were going with that. Have a steak, man. And how about uh, Fuff? What a name. Fuff. <laughs> Fuff. Great name. Was he was he more uh, um, pup like or lion like today? Uh, yesterday, I think you he imagine? was just more a standard halfback. Yeah, not in the game. In or out. Lendaho outplayed him. Who was the reserve halfback for the Bockies? He was sharp. Oh, man, I don't know. He came on in the last 10 minutes. He looked, I, but I know it looked, it's easy to come on at halfback and look good. 
because the the game you, slowed you down and you're page, very page, fresh. Page, 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 mm. page yeah, yeah. Page looked class when. He what did you think of the uh, the yellow card? Because I was blowing up at the time, man. Like the, the only argument that I have against this is obviously going for the hit. What was his name? Took it to the line. Low took it to the line and then threw it. Obviously, there was a moment in which he should have pulled out a bit more than he did. But when you take your arms out of the tackle, it's almost you surrendering it. Mm. That's like, all right, I've realised you. I'm not going to make a tackle on you. But it then was, you get done for the shoulder. It wasn't a yellow at all. Low is off his feet. It's just no way that that's a yellow card. I don't. Eye gouging, sweet, according to Point, but tackling someone half a second after they passed it, no good. Yeah. Um, baffling. I tell you what really interests me though is because Argentina knew they didn't have a prayer at line out time, they just kept chucking it to no one jumping. <laughs> they, they just, just chucked it to one. They were arguing they did it five times and it worked every time. Did Stephen Moore watch the game? I hope so. <laughs> so that's what we should have done. More hugs, Stephen. Yeah. More throwing it to one. <laughs> That's the play. But they, the, the reason they won that is because the pace in which they did it, they just threw to one within the first five seconds of the lineup being set. Mm. Yeah. And that's the only time in which that works. Yeah, it's got to be a surprise. Yeah. And I doubt whether it was and doing, But doing it 15 times in a row is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> they surely can't do it again. Oh, wait, well, they did. Um, we, it's, it's Alistair Coates' first... His first uh, well, you know, he's obviously had the Island series. Now they've had this. Is he still moving in the right... Do you think he's moving in the yeah, right direction? Honestly... Honestly, he's no good. He's, they look they look uncoached, South Africa. Individually, they are good players. Yeah. Like, they are not a bad team. Their forward pack in particular is just monsters. I think they're, they're probably a prop short at the moment. Cock is horrendous. Yeah. Um, and hilarious. Um, <laughs> and sloppy. <laughs> oh, and, he had fun, a, man. and he had a high shot yesterday as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, individually, they're... they're, they're Really good players. Mm. Uh, you've got to get more out of them. They mm. look coachless and captainless. Mm. Um, well, Andrew Strauss, yeah, he doesn't. doesn't uh, Adrian Strauss, not Andrew. So Adrian Strauss, yeah, he's he's in the Stephen Moore mold. Isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he looks like the uh, German character. From it's the a popular Simpsons. position to be captain in the hooker. Yeah, yeah. Mm. they seem to love it. Well, that's because you're always in. You're always. You should be there. Yeah, like they pretty much breakdown, scrum set time, piece. set piece. You're That's there. Your opportunity to speak to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, unless you're Australian and then you're not allowed to speak to the rest. Yeah, Stephen, go away, please, Stephen. <laughs> no, Stephen. No, Kieran. seven more. No, <laughs> Kieran, come here. Have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but excited. So, who do you think we've now watched? Obviously, um, both games or all four, should we say? Mm. Predictions to does that lead us to let us know? Our friend of Driver Moore thinks the Argentinians called last week in your uh, in your live stream that he thought they were going to finish second. Do you uh, concur? Nah. <laughs> um, I reckon they have the potential to beat us in Argentina. Uh, we do. As, uh, Australian rugby does have this plan. Does have this ability to turn it around against people who aren't New Zealand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we obviously didn't see that in the English series. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we're scared of the Springboks in Brisbane. We're not scared of Argentina. Argentina. Argentina in Argentina. It doesn't doesn't put some mental stigma that we can't get past. But anytime, happened, anytime you put last, New Zealand on the film, what happened was the last time uh, Australia played Argentina in Argentina? They did it last year, didn't they? We uh, won, didn't yeah, 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 yeah. So it doesn't hold you any any threat or anything. No, yeah, I mean, but Argentina have come a long way since then. Australia is very hard, and we're versing to, them in Twickenham too. To, to back though, aren't they? Mm. We've lost five in a row. Mm. Like, well, of course, yeah, I don't remember the last yeah. time um, we, we, we looked any chop. Mm. So it is hard to, to rally behind and say, we should beat, we shouldn't beat anyone. Mm. We're happy to beat anyone. Um, you've got to think it's going to go to script, though. 
everyone wins their home games, everyone loses their away games. Other than when other than New Zealand weekend. who beat yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like and that's gonna be the script and it'll come down to bonus points. Um if that breaks, sure. Um maybe the Bockies beat us here, maybe we beat Argentina there. They're possibilities, but but it's going to get a script, isn't it? No, it, you would imagine so. But just before we maybe make predictions, but don't, you obviously still play the, the the All Blacks in Auckland on the twenty second of October. Just in a, not in a rugby championship game, but in a in a last game. Does that do you now build towards that, or is it is, or, you know, or no, is it maybe lost five in a row, just win. Just in the twenty second of October. Yeah, it's not part of the rugby championship. It's just an, an, an international in Auckland. Yeah, dude, that's that's absurd because it's got down here. It's got we're playing Argentina and Twickenham on 9th of October. We fly back to New Zealand well, to get I'm our asses there. kicked, and then go back to the spring tour to get our asses kicked again. Maybe I'm wrong then. I'm going to check. That's that a lot right of travel. Now. I'm going to check that now. Yeah, double check it. But um, if that's the case, then that's worrying signs for Australia. The opportunity you're just working against your schedule. It's anyway, a tough thing. Be that as it may, I think yes, the, it is. the result... Yes, it is. Wallabies versus All Blacks, Eden Park, Saturday the 22nd of October 2016. Not to mention the hoodoo that existed in Eden, Eden Park. Eden Park, yes. Well, they had to play. I asked you yesterday over... Uh, uh, I was text one of you yesterday because obviously we didn't watch the game together, but we, the fact that uh, why it wasn't being played at Eden Park, but obviously um, we're not quite sure why, but mm. now we know because you're playing on the 22nd up there. So If yeah. I was in New Zealand or worked for them, every game would be at Eden Park. <laughs> yeah, spread the love, mate, the 142 in a row. Yeah. What does it matter? Um, yeah, all right, right, should we push on to the end? I said maybe yep. just a quick mention to Hodge in his debut because mm. we, we skipped over him in the show. Looked yeah, every, every bit of Wallaby, massive boot. Yeah, um, he's got that old uh, wrestling test boot. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I like the kick. Um, I look, have no idea. Looked every, looked every bit of Wallaby, and I'm glad he got his day boot. Congratulations. It really sucks for two dads. Hopefully he plays a part in the rest of the series, but we know he was only contracted for the two games. Yeah. So Hodge might find himself playing a lot more football. Mm. Which is um, a good thing for Australia. Yeah. But like once again, future. like you said, when Halo Petty Petty's first game, we were just happy he was tackling. Yeah. Next week, tackling's not, not enough. Yeah, but yeah. now he's not even tackling. No, exactly right. Um, all right, should we jump over to the NRC? So for any international listeners, that's Australia's... Sort of club provincial competition, like the Curry Cup, just not yeah. as good, or the, the Minor Ten, or the ITM Cup, yeah, just yeah. not as good. Yeah, yeah, and and um, yeah, the basic model is a, a gap between club rugby and Super Rugby. Mm. Uh, they've reduced the teams this year to make it a little bit smaller and maybe a little bit more elite. More and accessible. I think, and I think the Sydney sides were struggling by being quite spread, and also a lot of tires being Wallabies, mm. so not a lot of them came back. Mm. Um, so it looks to be a good format this year. There were two games played yesterday. And two today, yeah. So we saw the uh, New South Wales Country v Brisbane City. Brisbane City won it. No, they year. lost. Yeah, they won the comp yeah. last yeah, year. Last year. So they're actually to reckon with, but they've had, like, had, they've had their own little exodus. They have, haven't they? They've lost Frisbee. Where is Frisbee? Is he just in I the squad? I think he's in the Wallaby squad. Mm. They've lost. McIntyre was injured. Carmichael Hunt's injured. Karevi's in the Wallaby squad. Mm. They, they look like they've, they've been totally... Gills gone. Gills gone. They look like they've been gutted, and I don't think they're going to be the powerhouse they were last year. No, mm. it's evident. They looked pretty ordinary. The, the guy at 10, though, he's only 19 years old. Mm. He, he had some moves. Stratching, I thought Stratton. And I think um, Reddy showed that he is well and truly above that. Yeah, level. so you were saying he's too small. And, you know, he is, but I think that that two role can be a barreling hedgehog. I think yeah. that might suit. As long as he can scrummage at the top level. 
Because two is evolving into a jackal as well. Two's like the new jack. Could I just, just, could you repeat that, please? A burrowing hedgehog. Australian slang dick. Keep up, mate. The first, the metaphor now, this. Keep up. Pissing in the wind is a phrase, mate. It's not a phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But obviously, so Brisbane City went down. Sorry. But the country had some names, didn't they? Look, uh, yeah, a few. I mean, Reece Robinson's still awful. Latu looks good at hooker too. There are two good hookers playing. I think Kellaway was the one who looked um, very, very classy. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. They had Horwitz playing 13. Yeah, no good. Yeah, no good. And Godwin. Godwin? So bad. He's mate. got bad skills. He's man. an honest to God and unevolved Pokemon. I, f- I feel for the Brumbies next year. I was yeah. just saying, is he playing 12 for Brumbies yeah. next yeah. year? Yeah, and that's why they're running Who's the, the backbone? Yeah. Who's the backbone of Australian rugby? Yes, <laughs> mate. And here we are singing Jackson Hope's praises. And now is he in an NRC team? Yeah, it has to be. Now we've got an unevolved Pokemon at 12. It's no good, mate. <laughs> it's no good. So do, do we, and then the second game was... Uh, <laughs> People are trying to catch him right now. Um, uh, and they can. Yeah. Uh, the second game was uh, Perth Spirit versus Melbourne Rising. And these are usually the strong sides mm. because they are, yeah. And they've got no Wallabies in their state teams, really. However, John O'Lance does look pretty classy yeah, playing in the, at that level. No, he yes? is good too. Yeah. And, and Luke Morahan as well. Yeah. For a different, yeah. different level, yeah. yeah. So I think um, both of those teams will be teams to watch, mm. um, as are the Vikings. That mm. Melbourne Rising backline is insane yeah and they got done mm. they got done mm. and I think that's why there's hope for the force so isn't it they won all their preseason games Perth rising everyone's rising someone's <laughs> eventually going to raise well, what about this Ben Meehan sitting on the bench for the Melbourne rising is that the best play for Ben no I don't think so either man no. I would make the trip I would go play that nine who was that's playing for Ben you know no, no. We just could have me it. Watch, yeah. I've always just, just put him in. Yeah. He's a good player. Ben Thrun. Sorry. But we even said earlier on the year when we were doing the review, he shouldn't have been dropped. Sturzaker no, exactly was, right. he was playing better than Sturzaker. But yeah. you know, like it's, you just get this connotation in which you have one good season, and you got three to play it out. But like he definitely needs to be moving on. Yeah. I even think a move to Perth or for the Western Force next year is on the cards. Potentially, prize not bad though. Prize any player. No, that's true. Um, so, look, we'll be watching the NRC. Obviously, there's sort of only one or two televised games per week. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you listen to the Rugby Report card, we will be reporting on those games. The green and gold. The rugby, green and gold, gold rugby, rugby report So, thanks card. a lot, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. That's a wrap from us. Uh, yeah, we love it. We love the engagement on Twitter, on Facebook, and Green and Gold. It's great to hear from you guys. Great to hear what we've done yeah. wrong and what we've done right. Right. We love the good, the bad, and the ugly, don't we, Clint? We're big Eastwood fans here. <laughs> All right, thanks. I never expected it to. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is, I never left you. All through my wild days, my mad existence, I kept my promise, don't keep your distance.